Hi, this is Stephen Ambrose, Senior Pastor at Wapak Naz. I want to welcome you to the Wapak Naz podcast. We hope and pray that this message goes deep into your DNA, is encouraging, relevant to your life, a means for you to engage with God and experience His love, and moves you to impact your world. We at Wapak Naz believe firmly that you matter to God. We are glad that you are taking the risk to engage with Him today. Wapak Naz is love people loving people to Jesus, and it takes people to partner with us to be on mission and bring this message to our community, the region, and the world. If you would like to financially partner with Wapak Naz to love people to Jesus, join us by going to our website at wapaknaz.org and becoming a financial partner. We thank you, we pray for you, we love you, and enjoy the message. Proud of you, Bobby. So, one, getting them, and I, I know the church isn't a building, and I know the church isn't just a gathering, but getting them with the body of Christ on a weekly basis, but also exactly what the scripture said in your going, when you're at home, when you lie down throughout the day, it is a daily aspect. You're incorporating the relationship with God throughout the week, each day. Then you had teachable moments. Just like that. Let me ask you this question because there are moms and dads of kids and teenagers that have 
kids that are they don't want anything to do with church they don't want anything to do with God they don't want anything to do with Jesus Christ when they at one point did what can you what wisdom can you share with that mom or dad that are experiencing that today or may experience that in five years that will help them walk that situation out well when they were Of my seven children, uh, most of them are faithful followers of God, but I've had two or three, particularly one, probably Katie knows who he is, that has caused every gray hair on my head. Um, That's a lot of gray. It is. <laughs> I just, there's a lot of hairs up there. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> If you have red hair, that doesn't necessarily mean yeah, you have a bad man, temper. He's the notorious redheaded temper. His Cam. Really <laughs> Gentle giant over there, man. So, um, when uh, my kids were uh, just starting their teenage years, uh, my marriage broke up, and that was hard. I was a single mom for a few years, and, and, uh, and that was during his teenage years. He rebelled against everything I wanted him to do and wanted to go live with his dad. And I couldn't stop him because his dad was into drugs and alcohol. And he was actually the one who started my son on drugs and alcohol. Uh, by the time he was 19, he had completely rejected God, didn't believe in him, uh, studied how to be a Wiccan. Uh, wore a jacket where he hand-painted a pentagram on it. Uh, spent time in jail. Name plastered on the front page of the paper for things he had done. Uh, went to court, I don't know how many times for him. And uh, when I found out he was doing drugs, and it wasn't just pop, it was hard LSD, uh, serious I remember laying on the bed at night, and or laying on the bed when I found out, and just crying uncontrollably, and demanding to God that He do something. I know that's ridiculous, but God, you have to do something. You don't understand. You have to do something. Pounding the bed, and I just heard God tell me, "I know you love Him, but you don't begin to love Him as much." And, hmm. wow. and one of my major faults as a mother has always been that I want to fix my kids' problems and I want to help them. Yeah. Doing it. 
I, I, I think that everybody in the room could probably say that. So um, for the next few years, it was tough. And I didn't really quite know how to handle it. A couple of people I worked with said, why would you? I just tell him he couldn't come back until he straightened up. But I didn't feel that that was the right answer because I was all he had. Friends he was hanging around with wasn't going to help him. His dad wasn't going to help him. There wasn't any Christian influence in his life. So I just never gave up. I, I went with him to court, visited him in jail, never preached at him. I didn't have to preach at him. I had been teaching him his whole life. Um, I brought him food when he didn't have any. So I would always say, I love you, son, and I'm praying for you. And As a mother, watching my child do those things was one of the hardest things I've ever done. My heart was broken. It was broken. Mm. And, uh, and everyone who looked at him saw this bad young man who was definitely bad. I said he made the prodigal son look like a saint. Um, wow. But when I looked at him, I saw a little boy that I had loved and I couldn't turn my back on. And, uh, and I didn't. And so when he got out of his rebellious 20s, one person he was working with that was a Christian began to talk to him. And by the time he was in his uh, 32, 33, he had thrown all of his piercings out, took the pentagram off his jacket, and started studying the Bible. He read it from beginning and then studied and studied. And he came back to the Lord. Uh, I remember him talking to me and telling me, Mom, my eyes have been opened. Of course, I was falling like a baby. And, uh, and I said, I never stopped praying for you, son. And he said, I want you to know that deep down inside, I always believe that I just needed son to find that out. So, I don't know that I have any words of wisdom, but if you have children that stray that bad, number one, don't feel guilty. Uh, I did, and I realized that uh, I shouldn't have. Uh, and I would also like to say that it is not the son setting me. <laughs> Just in case it's a mistaken identity. <laughs> I don't want anyone, in fact, both of my children that are sitting here have never caused me a moment's worth of grief or trouble. Their brothers and sisters <laughs> laugh and call them the perfect ones. So Settle down, Katie. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, number one, don't blame yourself. Uh, number two, don't turn your back on them. Um, you know, God never turns his back on his children. That's right. Never. There's a song by Matthew West called The God Who Stays. You be the mom and the dad who stays. Wow. Uh, I had people telling me wow. to kick him out, not to let him back in the house because Katie was a little girl and she was going to be influenced. And um, So don't ever give up. Don't turn him back on because you are the only connection. 
Debbie, I, I want to I wanna say you have more wisdom than you think you do. Um, I want to pull all these threads together here. Okay. Moms, dads, grandparents, continue on the daily basis to raise your kids in the Word that they may hear it and see it. If they come fighting and screaming about coming into church on a Sunday, that's okay. Bring them into church. But there's also some wisdom, as she said, as her son grew, is that she loved him unconditionally where he was. She practically provided needs for her son where he was she fought for her son through prayer and I think that's really really important and there's something that you you said without saying it is that you as a parent or grandparent may not be the one who brings them to the Lord it may be somebody else in their life and that this was a battle for more than 32 years so never, never give up. And I think there's a lot of pastors out there that have kids that have gone away and they feel guilty. For you, what you said is, as a mom, as a dad, as a grandma, as a grandpa, that's not guilt for you to own. Remember that you've reared them up and brought them up over time at some point it's going to be their choice which direction they choose the guilt is not on you they will eventually have to answer for themselves Debbie I, I want to say thank you for sharing your story um, you're a part of our life group on Thursday morning at your place actually and you know she's unpacked her life through life group and and I, I really appreciate your vulnerability and your willingness to, to share. And she, in case you're looking for a place to serve, Debbie actually serves over in our, our teen area. Um, she loves our teens. And she is, she is she's grandma over there. Yeah. Um, and so, folks, it doesn't matter what age or stage you're in. You can still impact people if you just love them. And baked goods are really helpful too, right? Yeah. So can we pray? I'm going to pray for you, but I'm also going to pray for us, right? Father, um, 
We, we desire our kids to be quivers. Arrows in our quiver. But we must understand that those arrows don't do any good unless they're shot. Unless they're released. Unless there's trust in our Lord that you know better. I thank you for Debbie's wisdom and I thank you for the, the heart that she has for her kids. And it's very reflective of your heart for us. For the parents in here, for the grandparents, for the moms and dads who truly do love their kids so much and they want the best for their kid. Lord, may they be warriors for their children, fighting through prayer, praying over them and praying with them. Will you prompt them? Will you put the full armor of God upon our parents? And Jesus, will you open our kids' eyes to see you? And if we're struggling, if our hands have been thrown up more times than we can count, where we just don't know what to do, God, will you strengthen them to continue to love, to listen, to pray, to speak truth and good word over their kids, and meet them where they are. I love you, Jesus, and I thank you. It is in your name that we ask today. Amen. Devin, thank you so much. Uh, I'd like to just say something else really quick. Yes, ma'am. The son that rejected that now texts me constantly, and have, we have deep, deep conversations about God. And he's still unconventional, still has a temper, still doesn't like to be told what to do. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think anybody does. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> thank you, Debbie. Thank you. Can we can we thank her? You need it. You good, man? <laughs> you got your rowdy group over there in the corner. That's where they do their best work is in the corner. They <laughs> they want cookies. I tell you what, she is grandma. They they run out to her. And they grab the desserts and then run away from her. That's, 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 that's what they do. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, so we're, we're, we're going to do this pretty quickly, as, as quick as I can. As a pastor, that's like two hours. So what I'd like for you to do real quick is either pull out your phone or a writing utensil and a piece of paper. Pull out your phone, open up the note app in your phone, uh, if you have a note app, or you can just pull out your text message, because I'm going to ask you a question that I want you to answer, and I want you to put some thought into it. Therefore, I want you to either write it or type it, if that's okay. You good? Everybody ready? All right. This whole series has been about the best. God's best, your best, and today, it's We Sunday, where we're all here, and so, it's our best. I would like to ask you, and I'm going to ask you now, and this is the question that I would like for you to take about two minutes to answer. When is 
Wapaknaz and or the church. When is Wapaknaz and or the church at its best? When is the church at its best? Take a minute to two minutes and try to answer that. When do you think the church is at its best? When are we at our best? When we have babies in the sanctuary, which is awesome. Give you a minute. Give you a minute. When are we at our best? doesn't have to be complete sentences. It could be a few words. When are we at our best? When's the church at their best? Thirty seconds. Thirty seconds. to hear from you you didn't know you were going to answer out loud i'd like to hear from you when do you think Naz or the church is at our best anybody shout it out so we can hear you when we're pouring into the lives of others hmm. when we show christ's love to all what'd she say when everyone's here Ah, Rio, I love you. That's so good. Yes, Charlotte. On Sundays when we're all praising God. Quinn. Love. Oh, that's so cute. I love it. Right there. Rest of us, let's go. VBA. Wapak Naz is at its best at VBA. Loving new people and making them feel welcome. Accepting others as they are. Accepting others where they are. Giving grace to ourselves as well as giving grace to others. Alexia. When we're in our community working with each other, Rhonda. Always at our best. Look at Rhonda. Charlotte. Huh? Life group. Wow. Yeah. Holding one another. Aw. Are you looking at my notes here? I think she's looking at my notes. When we hold each other accountable. T-Rav. At youth group. Okay, that's way too intellectual for me. That's, that's, that's a long line, man. I'm a simple dude. So, so, actually, it's really good. Can you say it one more time? 
All right. When we're in, when we're mobilized as the church on mission into the community. All right. What? Serving our children. I'd like for you to keep all of those things in the forefront of your mind. Are any of those bad things? I don't think they are. I don't think they are. Actually, I think they're really, really good things. But what I'd like to see is what Scripture says about when the church is at its best. When the church is being who the church is. Right? Because I think if you pulled about 100 pastors at the same time, you would probably get about 10,000 different answers about their own church when their own church is at their best. Each church is unique, I would, I would think, I would hope. They should be, especially in the communities that they're in. You can't take one church from one community and put it and drop it into another community. They have to shift a few things, right? But the scripture actually talks about the church, at how the church is supposed to be at its best, when it is at its best. So I've got the scriptures up on the screen. If you want to take pictures or take notes, it'd be great. I'm going to run through this, okay? First, these are the scriptures. Matthew 28, Acts 2, 2 Corinthians 3, and 1 Thessalonians 5. Here we go. Jesus said this right before his feet left the ground, and he entered heaven. The glorified state at the right hand of the Father. He said, then Jesus came to them and said, all authority in heaven... And on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to obey everything that I have commanded them. And surely I am with you always, always. That's encouraging till the very end of the age. That's right before the church was about, the water was about to break. Okay, this is immediately after the water was about to break. They devoted themselves, Acts 2, they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching, the fellowship, to the breaking of bread, to prayer. Everyone was filled with awe, and many wonders and miraculous signs were done by the apostles, a.k.a. God was at work, and they saw it happening. All the believers were together and had everything in common, selling their possessions and good, and they gave to anyone as he, he or she needed. Continues. Every day, they continued to meet together in the temple courts. They broke bread in their homes, and they ate together. They were Nazarenes. We love food. If you're new here, that's what we do. All right, moving on. With glad and sincere hearts. They enjoyed each other. Praising God and enjoying the favor of all the people. And the Lord added to their number daily, every day, to those who were being saved. Let's continue. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5. Now the Lord is the Spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord... This is 2 Corinthians 3.17, I'm sorry. Now the Lord is the Spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. Uncaged, right? And we who with unveiled faces all reflect the Lord's glory and are being transformed into His likeness with ever-increasing glory, which comes from the Lord who is the Spirit. May God Himself, 
the God of peace sanctify you through and through. Your whole self, may your whole spirit, may your whole soul, may your whole body be kept blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. And the one who calls you is faithful, and he will do it. So, let's go back to what Jesus said. The very last words before he took off was go and make disciples of all nations. The way the church likes to do this, we like our tradition, our Western tradition, is to put this into the category of missions. And if you don't know what missions is, it in the traditional church it's, hey, we're going to go way over there to somewhere we're not, and we're going to bring the gospel. But Jesus, that's not what he was thinking. That's not what he's saying. In fact, this actually means, having gone, therefore, disciple all nations. That word, nations, it's where we get the word ethnicities from. It's called ethnos. A little Bible nerd for you a little bit. But essentially, that means tribes and foreign people. And in case you're thinking, well, doesn't that conflict with what I just said? The Western, the traditional Western churches. All those people way over there who are foreign to you and me? No, 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 no. we got to think like Jesus for a second. Where is Jesus from? Jesus first was in heaven. Jesus first pre-existed in a relationship with the Father and the Holy Spirit. Jesus first was creator. Then he came down in human form, who was the Son of God, the Son of Man at the same time. Jesus thinks with a heavenly concept, with a kingdom concept, with a mindset that is otherworldly. What he's saying is, you who follow me, who learn to be like me, there are other people who are in the world. They're native to the world. But they're foreign to the kingdom of God. They're native to the ways of the world, but they're foreign to the ways of the king and his kingdom. Disciple those who don't know the ways of the kingdom, this upside-down kingdom. The word disciple is not only a noun, but it's a verb. Basically, Jesus is saying, in your going, be making followers and learners of me. All the things you said were great. Everything you said was great. And I think Sue, actually, when she first stated what she stated... That's a reframe of, you know what? Making people into disciples and followers and learners of Jesus. We are at our best. You are at your best. The church is at its best. Walpock Naz is at its best when we're being and making disciples. You cannot make a disciple of Jesus Christ if you are not being a disciple of Jesus Christ. This isn't making disciples of Wapaknaz. 
This isn't making disciples of Ambrose. This isn't making disciples of you. This is literally flipping the world on its end. It's an upside-down kingdom. Jesus said the church is at its best when you are being and you are making disciples. We have to ask ourselves a question. Is that who we are and is that what we do? I think the church complicates things, doesn't it? Rather than simplify. Now all the things you said helps us move in that direction. But this is what we do. This is who we are. When we look at the church that just came out of the womb, let's go back there and we'll end there. The apostles' teaching. Scripture. Essential. The Word of God. They didn't have the New Testament yet because it was being written. Immediately right out of the womb, the baby's crying, doesn't know how to walk, doesn't know how to talk. All it knows how to do is be a baby. My friend Joel Harrell, Harvest Baptist worship pastor, sent me a picture of his daughter yesterday. Small little face, piercing eyes, cute as a button. She was just born within the last week. That's what we're talking about here. Acts chapter 2 is that newborn. Scripture. Fellowship. Folks, this isn't picnics and dinners. This is fellowship. Rolling up your sleeves and getting into people's lives. That's the fellowship that they're talking about here. Harvest dinners, baptism picnics, it's not what it's about. This is, as Charlotte said, life group, when, they actually, when we actually are talking about, this is where my life is, and it's really, really hard today. I'm a single mom. I'm a dad who's working two jobs can't make the bills meet I'm a mom who has a kid that just doesn't want to go to school my husband's been in the hospital he's really really sick when we invest ourselves, that's the fellowship that we're talking about that happens not only in life group but up here on Thursday evenings when we get ready to practice for worship on Sunday morning scripture fellowship breaking of bread it's talking about communion the essentials prayer our father john wesley father of the nazarene church methodist church as well he said it's very simple folks the church is at its best when you're in the word of god when you're praying and when you're holding each other accountable thank you Brittany. Folks, we don't love if we just let. We don't love if we just let people go. We don't love when we let people sit in their sin. 
We don't love when they haven't been here. And we don't connect with them. We don't love when they've been missing from life group for three weeks and nobody's contacted them. How many of you have a Peloton? Anybody have a Peloton? Anybody have an Echelon? Anybody have a gym membership? All right. My goodness. We Nazarenes like to eat, but we don't like to work out. Woohoo! I've been a member of the WAC for probably three years. And I love, I love the WAC. Um, Wapak Athletic Club. What I've noticed by going to the WAC in the last two years, people will actually pay other people to hold them accountable. When you sit at a Peloton and you bike and bike and bike, there's somebody on the other side yelling at you, keep going, keep going, let's go harder, pick up this, I don't want to pay for that, do you? And when I go into the gym, I see these, these coaches who are there for an hour. And some of them have the style of, you can do it, come on. Now we're going to go over here. We're gonna, and then others have the style of, two more, two more. I don't want that. But the fact is, there's something about our, in, our human nature that we actually want people to hold us accountable. Why is it the world's figured this out? And the church just goes, go ahead. Folks, Word of God, prayer, genuine fellowship where we're holding each other accountable. Not in a condemning way but in a very loving way. We speak truth in love. The bottom line is, we are at our best when we're learning to be like Jesus and we're trying to teach other people how to be like Jesus. Simple as that. Let's not overcomplicate it. Let's not muddy it. That's when the church is at our best. That's when you are at your best as the church. So today forward. It can't just be me. And I know it's not. But there are people that really need Jesus. That have walked away from Jesus. And there are people that don't even know who Jesus is that really need to experience the love of God in their life. Because life is already very hard, even with Jesus. I can't imagine how hard it is without Him. Starting today, will we hold each other accountable in love, compassion, Can you do that? If there were people that were here at one point 
that were part of this body that felt the love of God, that experienced God and were transformed and changed and they have stepped away? Can we say, you know what? I love you. I'm praying for you. Will you come to church with me? I'll even pick you up and take you out to lunch afterward. Who doesn't like free food? Will you go out and start making disciples of all nations? All people that you know? That's who we are. Father, help me as pastor. Help me as a leader. Not complicated. Because it really isn't that complicated. May all of us in the room not complicate it. Help us just love people where they are. But bring them into the Word of God. Bring them into prayer. Bring them into fellowship. Jesus, you didn't give us this huge plan of how to do any of this. It was very simple. You met people. You loved them. You shared the kingdom of God with them. You spoke truth into their life in a very loving way. But also, Jesus, for those that were a part of the church, that parable of the lost sheep, you went and found them. Because you loved them. No more than the 99. May this church be different. than what tradition says. May this church, this group of people, adhere to what we do best, what the church is supposed to do best. Simply be like you and bring others into you. Will you bless each of these families? I appreciate these kids. I appreciate these teenagers, these babies. I appreciate all these adults in here. These teenagers, everybody that's in here. I am just grateful that they made a choice to come out here today. May they be encouraged. May they be challenged. May we see them next week as we move forward. I love you, Jesus, and I thank you. It's in your name we pray. Amen. Would you please stand? Life groups have just started swinging. You're more than welcome. You're invited in tonight, 5 o'clock, at the uh, Winans Basement, our Sunday night group. If you haven't picked up the book, there's a few books right out here. You can drop the payment in the joy box. I want to say thank you for all of you who have been giving to Matthew and his unit. Every three or four weeks, this is what you've been doing right there on the screen. That's you. That's your giving. That's your generosity. Those are the boxes that Lana and David Gerber had boxed up and sent out. That's you guys. That's you loving. That's you caring. That's you being practical and giving. That's you being generous. That's you ministering to a a unit of soldiers that are far away from their families. Thank you.
If you want to continue to give to Wapaknaz, partner with this mission, you can do that through the joy boxes or online, wapaknaz.org backslash give. I want to invite you back. Next week, we start to step forward. Most of the month, we're going to unfold our vision for 2023 and then some. And that's where you're going you're gonna to be a part of that. You're going to be participants, not merely pew sitters participants. So I encourage you to come back. You're not going to get it online. I mean, you will be able to listen to it, but it, there, it's just something about being here. May you love the Lord your God with all your heart, your mind, your soul, and your strength. Please love your neighbor as yourself, and go Bengals. Yeah. No, I saw that. Don't show your chief shirt. Thank you for listening to the Wapak Nas podcast. We hope you are moved deeply to step into God and the hope and future he has for you and that you were moved to be salt, light, and yeast in your community and to love people to Jesus.